0: ready to talk about the depressed horse for the anti-penultimate time
1: is that the actual term? for second to second to last third to last I suppose would be me using my English words Um, that's fun, Uh, yes the horse he does such terrible things Uh, (laughs) this season in particular (laughs) yeah he does Uh, yes I am ready for that and are you? I am (laughs) Hey, yeah. well, this could be the intro, to be honest. Um, welcome back to Untitled Bojack Horseman Project. This is unsurprisingly a Bojack Horseman podcast. This is episode five, season five. My name is Matt Waters. I'm joined on this and around endeavor by Ben Phillips. Ben,
0: how are you? I'm good. Are you excited for the titular season, technically?
1: Uh, yeah, like the 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 reason we called it this is at the end, and like not a huge moment, but I remembered it when you you suggested the name, so I guess it's valid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want from a title to a podcast. Is I guess I remember. I guess
1: I remembered it. You know, like I recognise which one that is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is season five. It is. I remember it feeling very big. Like I'm not saying Bojack wasn't like like you've talked about it. Like you're you're like looking up your like your your top ten lists for T V of each year and you're talking about like how it was growing in buzz. I feel like while it was slowly bubbling up year on year on year, season five t It it, it could be my memory playing tricks on me. It felt like a big event.
0: Um I think it's just potentially in terms of the the general trend of tv is is kind of descending a
1: little, little
0: bit and so what happens is is like you have all these things like i think this is around the time when like uh, i think like orange is new black is winding down you have the implosion of house of cards happening at the same time mm. and so what you've got is like oh shit there is still this one really good OG Netflix show. Yeah. That is continuing. The last and... one
1: sort of carrying the flag. Uh yeah. So so it drops September fourteenth, twenty eighteen. And uh yeah, I I guess I think they promoted it well in terms of like the poster is pretty iconic with the with the blimp floating above him and like this is a season that delivers a lot of like oh shit moments. Um and like you know, we'll we'll get into the the ins and outs. Ben will try and recall what happens in each episode. We'll pick Does up favourites. We'll find out. Uh, you know, we'll talk about new characters. We will, of course, get into some tongue twisters. Not as many this season, but some pretty fucking long ones.
0: There's a really long one that I tried to find. <laughs> I've the got platform. them both. Like, Don't you
1: but, worry. But Don't no you had, worry.
0: No one had, like, written it down online. I was like, I was on the quotes page for the episode, and I was like, well, no one has written this down.
1: Well, maybe this is my calling to post all of these. Uh, before we do that, just very briefly, briefly, to, to talk about it in a very big picture terms. I think I like it less... I know I like it less than four. Yes. I might like it less than my second favourite, but it was your third favourite, too. Like, I might slot it around three or even four. And it's not to say there aren't some staggeringly good episodes here. It's not to say there aren't some incredible moments that, like, the early seasons couldn't have, well, they, you know, couldn't have pulled off this eloquently. I just think as 12 full episodes of a full season of television, I don't think this is as strong as the stuff they've put out before.
0: See, I'm... I think this might be the most cohesive season that they've put out in terms of, like, a top-to-bottom trajectory for, like... Right. ...how it's constructed, almost. And like a, top- like
1: a, Like a season-long story.
0: Yeah, and part of that is because all of the main characters are involved in like mm. the same plot, really. Like yeah. Bojack, Carolyn, Diane, Peanut Butter, Chavez are all in like one location for almost the entire season. Like Bojack is the lead on a TV show. Princess Carolyn is producing it. Diane is a writer on the show. Mr. Peanut Butter is co-starring on the show. Todd is the exec. Is one yeah. of the executives at the company.
1: You've got them all in the same place again. Um, I, 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 yeah, like I think but maybe I, that's the difference. Is it? It has shifted into a um what is the term like it it shifted into a a full season story at the expense potentially of i mean i say that there's obviously that every time they, they there are episodes that you can pull out and be like oh this episode but i think it is less uh i guess episode for episode i don't think it competes with some of the early ones but that's part of a shift of the landscape at the time like like episodic television is going away around now, and, like, Netflix has become so big for being bingeable, and, like, yeah, this is a season where, like, if you think about the totality of Bojack's journey and, like, where he will end up, where he is almost court-martialed by himself, this has a lot of fucked-up shit in
0: it. Yeah, um, this this is it's kind of, like, an integral season, and I agree with you, like, it's it's probably harder for me to, like, remember what happens in individual episodes, because excellent. Every, everything is... <laughs> revolving around this one thing and obviously I'll be able to pull out kind of like what mm-hmm. happened in, in Free Churro or sure. I'll be able to tell you the gimmick of interior sub or whatever sure. but like yeah, could I, could I tell you like the individual <laughs> ins and outs of like the earlier seasons where it's just yeah yeah
1: yeah we will find that out soon um, <clears throat> before we do that uh, we've talked about what we think about it I assume our esteemed friends at the Annie's
0: back up our feelings on this show. So this is, this is I think, their most awarded season. <laughs> of course it has.
1: is! Of course it's like, you know, a, a slight down
0: dip and it finally gets its fucking flowers. That's how this shit works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's just, it's just that general thing with award shows when they you go long enough and they'll just kind of go like, oh yeah, this thing that like has been bubbling away and got like fan votes uh, has slowly become like the most the best thing I don't know about the best thing, but, like, it's... um, Like, this thing that's been getting fan fan attention for years and years and years, we finally reached a point where we will recognise it when most people are kind of like, okay, now it's time to wind this down, which I think Bojack is very clever in realising is that this does, like... We've been saying in previous episodes that, like, this feels like the state of the relationship that's going to be for the rest of the the show, and it feels like they're winding things down. Mm. And this really is the winding things down season where, like this feels like the show needs to wrap up very soon. And yeah. obviously they do get to do that in that they are renewed for one final, is it 16 episodes?
1: Yeah, two, yeah. it dropped in two parts of, of eight. And uh, you know I'll say it again at the end, but we will be covering it that way. So we will have
0: episode six will be part one, episode seven will be part two. But yeah, this is the first season where Bojack Horseman wins the Best General Audience Animated Television Broadcast Production. Finally, um, what
1: did we? What would? What Titans did we topple?
0: Uh, so we toppled Big Mouth, the Planned Parenthood show, Bob's Burgers, The Bleakening Part One and Two, Human Kind of. Don't think I've ever heard of that show. <laughs> desperately seeking social skills from for Facebook Watch. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I missed it. Which episode of Bojack got this? Sorry, uh, I haven't said that yet. Oh. And then Venture Bros. <laughs> Uh, the Safrax Protocol, or uh, well, what it beat. Um, the episode from season five, what episode would you nominate as your episode for like the best thing that Bojack Horseman did in season five?
1: Uh, well, I don't want to cannibalise content as we pick, so I'm more going to say if I had to predict what they put forward, <laughs> I would say The Showstopper.
0: Uh, no, it was The Dog Days Are Over.
1: <sighs> okay. I don't like that episode. <laughs> I just I again this may be you may want to file this under me not liking Pickles A Plenty in terms of controversial things. I just don't think that one fully comes together in the way that they want it to. But we have seen um Alison Bree has been heavily rewarded in this show, uh perhaps unjustly or like, you know, weighted more towards her than the rest of the cast, so a huge Diane episode makes sense. I mean it, it yeah. you know, I get it if you're looking at it has a very different sort of of feel and it's got lots of like little title cards and 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 different yeah I, you know I, different looks to do, to show timeline and I stuff like I do not that.
0: know what the Annie's deal is whether or not they like a kind of like a little intricate thing more than they like a, a big grand statement but what
1: I'm hearing is there will be cartoons where we do are <laughs> <our> top <laughs> 25 favourite cartoons of each decade and we look at the Annies as we did, there will be movies in the Oscars. No, that's never happening. And, that's never uh, happening.
0: and then the other <laughs> award that Bojack won at the Annies was Will Arnett won for Best Vocal Performance in an MIT TV show, beating Debbie Derryberry for F is for Family, Juliet Donnerfield for Pete the Cat, Patrick Warburton for Skylanders Academy and Tara Strong for Unikitty.
1: Please tell me it was for Free or or do they not give an episode? They don't give an episode <sighs> that Fuck, what is this show? Um, fair enough. Well, I have
0: to assume it's for Free chiro. You have
1: to y- assume. You would assume. He does a 20 minute monologue. Um, yeah, okay. So the Annie's finally caught up. Um, better late than never. Uh, again, like, even a. A season of BoJack where I'm like, I don't know if this is one of the best ones. It's still better than, like, most television. <laughs> so, yeah, finally they got there. Um, before we get into new characters, the opening titles have uh, have changed once again. Uh, you know, we start with just, like, his living room is empty and Filbert is playing on the television. Then we move to the Filbert set, which is just the living room again, but with crew in it, which is part of the joke um diane's new haircut is incorporated into the opening titles once we see that she's got it and uh gina will appear in the living room for a while and then she will go away um yeah that's gonna get real sad uh new characters so the big ones i i I would say like as a broad overview i think they reined it in a little bit um compared to previous seasons like there are still cameos um like, you know, they, they they got Whoopi Goldberg and Laura Linney and Issa Rae and Eva Longoria, um, David Diggs, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, David Sedaris, David Sedaris playing fucking Princess Carolyn's mum.
0: Yeah, Bobby Cannavale, yeah. like like Yolanda's family. Like, it, it's kind of more this season one episode appearances from a lot of people. And, it, and, and,
1: I and see- it's kind of like, I don't know, I feel rude to say the smaller names, but they're more like, um, They may be chosen for their ability more than stunt casting.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, Do you have a favourite of the... Like, if I'm discounting... I mean, for me, the big four new characters in terms of, like, season-long arcs... uh, Well, and several of them debuted last season, but, you know... um, Flip McVicker, Raymond Malik, Gina, Stephanie Beatrice, uh, Yolanda, Natalie Morales, and Pickles A Plenty, Hong Chao. I'm calling those the four... Recurring, so of the people who are only here for like one episode, do you have a favorite among that group? I mean, David Sedaris is really fun,
0: it's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> I, I was like, I, I went to the credits and I was like, Who have they got to voice this? and I was like, I immediately, you discounted have to double take Sed- don't you? Yeah. <laughs> David Sedaris was immediately discounted. I was like, Oh, yeah, no, so David Sedaris is voicing another one. Oh, Jamie Presley, is she voicing the sister? Like, oh, no, no, Jamie Presley is not voicing, no, uh, oh, it's not, not voicing the mother. Uh, <laughs> um.
1: I I quite like Brian Terry Henry playing uh Cooper Jr. Um, and also the like no good boyfriend uh David Diggs pretty good in like a single episode. But like, yeah,
0: um I, I like Luigi Yamo and Longoria, like they're fun <laughs> they're as like a little <laughs> as like a sex obsessed thing. I think it's it's like Issa Rae and Wanda mm. Sykes both carry their episode, but I definitely don't then none of these reach the pantheon of like all time great no, no. guest horses. And
1: I should say we've got like Jessica Beale back and we've got Angela Bassett back and and you know a lot of one episode people coming back kind of thing. Um Abby Jacobson as Emily a couple of times. But like, yeah. yeah, it's 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 a little bit more reined in. So of the these big four new characters, so Flip you know, is is sort of lampooning gently, kind of. It feels mean to say it's David Fincher because I think the idea is he's a lot less successful than David Fincher, and they've already had David Fincher.
0: But I mean, I assume he's he's taking the piss at Sam Esmail, who's the creator of Mr. Robot, is okay. Like, like that would be my take, and, yeah. but, and obviously that's why you get Rami Malek to voice it. Is this but character. then
1: when we see Phil, it is. I it's tricky because like trying to map it one-to-one with the real world is maybe a mistake, but like the opening titles are very like True Detective, like spoofy, but then the quality of writing is like
0: deliberately a lot shitter than True Detective. Okay, Do, okay we have to discuss this now. Then. Okay, so True Detective, <laughs> maybe it's Nick Peslato is they're taking the piss out mm. of. And obviously he's now had True Detective taken away from him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: like he's not—he's not writing the fourth season of True Detective. That is, yeah. Like it
1: could be like it's—it's taking a dig at like season two of True Detective or something. And I'm like the one defender of that season, walking the planet Earth.
0: Yeah, um, not but, as good. I, I think we have to discuss. Okay, so Philbert's a hit. Philbert is a hit. Do we think Philbert's a good show? No. Like, if we if we, ex- if we take away from the fact that, like, obviously they're writing it to be jokes and take the piss out of, like, mm. a specific brand of prestige television, do we think if a show like Philbert dropped in the real world, would we like it? I mean, and- a
1: detective show with, like, the ghost of a dead partner and his dead wife and and. I seen the missiles arriving at the end was a gentle play at The Leftovers.
0: but and The Leftovers is, it is the year before this with that episode, so yeah. maybe it is. The that moment, moment
1: has to be from that.
0: Like, like you know, it's
1: super good but it's also like, oh yeah, now there's fucking nuclear missiles in this intimate show about grief and
0: depression. The funniest thing that I can do to people who, like, do not know what The Leftovers is about is to just kind of like, launch into, yeah, a show about grief, depression uh, and then also there's a nuclear missile strike in the middle of the third season. And, and the hoping. president's
1: uh, way yeah. Identifying himself as his, his uh, significant penis. Uh, oh, what a wonderful <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, you know, a show like that would probably be a hit. But, like, the, I mean, yeah. the scenes as presented, like, I continue to see why they call you sassy kind of thing. <laughs> like, just really, really bad. And, like, that was my wife's landline. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun. Like, it, it, I feel like they're just having their cake and eating it where they're, like, we can both mock... A certain type of TV, and then also say it's a huge hit. Kind of thing.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, again, I think it is a true detective slash Mister Robot thing, and I think that's why it's important. You get Rami Malek to do this. Yeah. It's so funny that this is like the other project that Rami Malek has the year with an Oscar. <laughs> he's so like, good here. He, he's so good, and yeah. it's a shame that his career has kind of taken a nosedive after this.
1: How because... was he in Bond?
0: Um he's fine in bond. like mm-hmm. like it feels like they've had they cut a load of stuff out that would have made him more interesting. Right. um he's he's terrible in Amsterdam.
1: <laughs> isn't um, everyone terrible in Amsterdam.
0: <laughs> everyone's terrible in Amsterdam. and then in Oppenheimer, oh God okay. so uh, in Oppenheimer <laughs> he shows up in the background of one scene yeah and like you're like, that's Rami Malik. Like everyone else who's like <laughs> been, a, been a big name star has like had something to do. An Academy Award winner, Rami Malik, shows up, and you're like, the fuck is Rami Malek doing here? And this happens like two or three times throughout the movie, and you're like, why is Rami Malek playing this like nothing role where he has like said two lines and then the end of the movie comes around, and you go, like, Oh, that's why you got Rami Malek. But then the credits happen, and he's like the fourth build person in the entire movie because he's Academy <laughs> Award winner, Rami Malik. Mm. Yeah. It's like like, yeah.
1: You will eat Jack Quaid's scraps, Rami Malek.
0: Well, exactly. Jack wade has got so much more to do in that movie than Rami Malek does, but Rami Malek's an Academy Award winner, so he kind of gets to the level of like Amen. prestige bump that happens to it. But That's yeah, something
1: like it, you can put on the bo- on the back of the DVD, like including Academy Award winners, blah, 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 and blah. Exactly, um, exactly. And Jack Quaid doesn't have no fucking Academy Award <laughs> does.
0: <yet>. I watched <laughs> the first two Hunger Games last night. Oh, yeah? And let me tell you, I was like, the fuck is Jack Quaid doing here? Oh, is
1: he in them? Oh, he's right.
0: he's like one of the like the bad guys in the first movie. Oh, okay. Um, he's the one who kills the Rue, the little girl. Oh no.
1: I remember Rue. I remember yeah.
0: liking Rue. He uh... kills he kills Rue, and then like in the second movie, when Katniss has like a trauma flashback, Jack Quaid shows up for that as well, for like a <laughs> two second scene. Um obviously he isn't Jack Quaid Jack Quaid at that point, but he's uh... still like the the child of two big Hollywood stars.
1: Yeah, he's Dennis Quay's dipshit son at that point. Um
0: <laughs> fun. not Star of the Boys and Star Trek and uh, uh that new Superman show, he's pretty that good. New um yeah. Uh
1: yeah, flip with Vicar is a lot of fun. Uh
0: does oh alright, okay. I I'm gonna say something <laughs> my okay. favorite flip my favorite flip episode of the season is the one where he's a dolphin.
1: Yes. <laughs> pretty good pretty good um gina uh yeah his his, bojack's co-star bojack's girlfriend bojack's latest victim uh yeah stephanie beatrice putting in really good work and like i feel like um you know she obviously blows up because of brooklyn 99 and then like you know she's developed this reputation as being like so hard-edged and serious but, like, she's a huge, like, musical theatre geek and, like, she'll end up in In the Heights a long time after this and everything. And I I really like them having her sing at two different points and, like, have her be deliberately bad in one of them and then actually good in the other one kind of thing. Um, Yeah, she's a trooper. Like, I, I feel probably taking out some frustrations with the industry through this character. Kind of, I mean, I, to my knowledge, she's never been, like, made to do nude scenes and stuff like that. But, like, you know, she's... I'm sure something the first hand or like has friends that have had to go through this kind of stuff where like you know she's like oh yeah i love playing characters where their favorite pastimes are not wearing bras and cold rooms and stuff like that and yeah uh, and
0: then yeah. doing the whole like i've done 13 pilot seasons and like <laughs> yeah. none of the shows were hits or if they were picked up they got cancelled after like one season yeah. this is the first time she's ever been mentioned in a review it's yeah. kind of like really sad tra- she, she's quite a sweet character
1: um but i i feel like um I've already forgotten the name of was it Wanda his girlfriend? Um, yes, Wanda. Yeah. Isn't it? Like Wanda is obviously quite a like big in your face character, um, and like Hollyhock's obviously not his girlfriend. But if we're like talking about his like emotional companion season to season, uh, like Hollyhock's quite a big presence, and um, uh, you know uh, Anna Spanakopita is like insane in her own way and everything, and like Gino feels a lot more understated. But like yeah, she's she's very like quite sweet and earnest and like you know seeing it start to go right for her and then go very very wrong um yeah it's a really good performance i think uh yeah yolanda briefly around like uh, f- around for a lot less time than i remembered her being um as todd's asexual girlfriend uh and like them realizing all we have in common is that we are asexual and like you know that I, I'd, I'd, a like very mature thing to put in a TV show like this especially with your like most silly character but like that's got to be an ex- you know I, I can't you know i am a straight person but like it must be quite a harrowing aspect of the queer community that like sometimes that is all you have is that you are both like in this niche um demographic and like just trying to find anyone like you is is the first challenge and then finding someone who is both you know the same proclivities as you and then also <laughs> you have a genuine connection with um, yeah. I think, yeah i
0: think that's why you see, like there's obviously been this massive surgence of people identifying and figure out their identity in the age of the internet is because mm. you're able to connect with people who've got like, minds and actually able to, like put a thing to that and it's why this is interesting because obviously todd is Exclusively meeting people that he's met in real life uh, by chance, yeah. and and he's not in those communities online where I feel like a lot of this identity is kind of like yeah. cemented.
1: When I mean, he does go to his like asexual he, meetup they, group, but, like that's like six people, and like you know, Most two, of, two of them are married to each yeah, other. Exactly, like and...
0: they're they're already romantically enta- entangled and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And again, I don't think Todd has got the the introspection he needed at those points to figure out what exactly he is because yeah. obviously he is like you cuz he got that thing with Emily later on in the season where, where she's he, like
1: he he like wants to be her boyfriend but then like have her be pleasured by the sex of oh, we will oh, henry fondle uh, coming for Vincent Adultman's, uh crown <laughs> Ben's fave character. Oh god, um, it's, it's
0: it's basically one A, one B in yeah, terms yeah. of both I mean, characters.
1: How can you choose between two <laughs> dreams? Um, but yeah, like like that he wants. It's a really tough position because he like almost resents that she has sexual feelings. You know, like like yeah. oh, can't we just like he wants her time and he wants like to be the person in her life, but he doesn't want any of the rest. And like he almost holds against her that she does want more than that, and like she's like really chill with him being like like that is a big thing they build to and then as soon as he drops it on her she's like oh that's fine um which i i quite like that about this this ongoing story is that she just immediately was accepting of him um but yeah, he he is going through some struggles. And like, you know, a huge part of it is he's clearly not an emotionally mature human being, like he is a large adult boy. Like yes. Um Yeah. Uh and then Pickles of Plenty, who, yeah, I just do not like her. Um it blew my mind uh to learn it's Hong Chao, uh Lady True from Watchmen. Um but yeah, I I, I feel some of it's on purpose, like like she is kind of like the obnoxious twenty-something woo girl. Um, she's obviously like an innocent in this, and is is the victim of 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 bad treatment from Mister Peanut Butter and everything like that.
0: Uh, but yeah, I just I just find it really annoying. <laughs> I think it feels like this is a show, obviously made by people who were kind of like probably in their early thirties when they started making it. I want to say, uh-huh. I mean, how old was? Raphael Bob Waxberg at this point. I mean, he is he's thirty-nine years old, so yeah, so probably in his early thirties when he starts like doing Bojack Horseman. mm -hmm. So when you are kind of like in your mid-thirties and trying to write about characters in their Mm twenties, I think it it kind of misses the mark in kind of the specificity that they have in terms of the emotional depth of other stuff. And I understand they're going for something broader with Pickles, where they're kind of going for like all of Mr. Peanut Butter's others kind of like relationships have been people oh, yeah. in their twenties, but like less outwardly fun. Whereas Pickles is very much like a, I'm an Instagram influencer and I'm like a waitress <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. it it yeah, I don't know. Like there's there's a they're going for something. I don't think they quite hit the hmm. hit the the specificity to what they need to have for it to 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 land for a full season. Even if like Hong Chow is like so game for doing that voice and stuff yeah, like that it's yeah. so different to like anything else i've seen her in obviously another <laughs> academy award nominated person post post the show but also this is the only season that she's in um of bojack cuz she doesn't come back to voice pickles next season um uh, and,
1: yeah they replaced her didn't they
0: yeah and i don't i don't know if that's because like the character is very one note. Like they, mm. they hint at doing emotional depth for her at points, but it kind of is. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Know. It, it, it's an interesting character, and I think it makes she is more useful in what she says about Mister Peanut Butter. Uh, yeah, I think that's and, it. She just and... feels like a prop in the
1: Mister Peanut Butter story, and it's like hitting him on the head with the things where I like he frustrates me, um, where like he does just get to get away with being like he's not done anything as as extremely awful as bojack but like you know bojack like at times is genuinely trying and, he is, and is, he is met he... with like people telling him he's a garbage and then mr pinborough just does anything he wants and is obnoxious and his love for it
0: like yeah he is still a 50 year old man dating a 25 year old is yeah. is where we are now at the end of the season because i think like mr pinborough's 52 yeah. at the end of the show yeah, and yeah, yeah. even like even Diane. Is like a far better match for him because yeah. she's in her like mid thirties. So like even well, then there's a now, there's a th- but... now. <laughs> yeah. no but it's, it's but it's still like a thirteen year age gap versus a a yeah, twenty five yeah. year age gap. Like the age gap just expands.
1: Or <laughs> well, like when he talks about something he did in nineteen ninety three and she's like that's the year I was born. <laughs> um right, I'm gonna talk season long arcs, but we are gonna need to change up the format a little bit because. I might have quite a controversial pick for my favourite episode that might mean we need to talk about some of this in more depth. Oh. Okay. Um, so just to, I'll just say them and then we can talk about them in a bit. Uh, so for Bojack, um, obviously Philbert is in production. During filming, he injures himself, gets hooked on painkillers. They cause him to lose his grip on reality, uh, culminating in a, in a very fucked up incident uh, where he is choking his co-star, Gina, uh, and then he finally admits he has a problem and checks into rehab. Um, I think we're probably safe to talk about Princess Carolyn's arc uh, while producing Phil, but she's also on this like rocky road of trying to adopt a baby. Um, you know, we, we learn more about her backs, you know, her growing up in North Carolina and like when she got pregnant, um, at, I think it's 18. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, this is where uh, Amy Steris' brother is voicing Princess Carolyn's mother, in a kind of crazy fucking turn up for the books. But is your read that she miscarried or that she got an, ad- an abortion? Uh,
0: I think she miscarried. Right, is my read just because she says that she's had multiple beforehand? She does.
1: She does say that,
0: but like, I mean, I guess you could. Isn't there this. a thing where like? I, if you have I, an abortion I, at a certain age, it kind of increases the rate it yeah. increases the percentage chance of you having a miscarriage later on in life. Yeah.
1: Yes. Because it does come immediately on the heels of, like, you have to be Diggs playing the father of of, um, of the man that, you know, got her pregnant, laying out her whole life for her. And then, like, the very next thing is, like, she's not pregnant anymore. And, and like, I don't know. But I, I was like, hmm. Was this on purpose? But, I, yeah, it could it could go either way. But, like, you know, again, every time we get this window into Princess Carolyn's life and see, like, how aggressively bad her life has been, and yet she's such a positive person in the face of it, it's, like, the true hero of the show, honestly.
0: But also, like, this is... The, the Princess Carolyn episode this season is, like, my least favourite of her of, of the
1: big ones, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and, like, you know, Ralph... She, she has to meet with Ralph because she wants to... Mr. Bar wants to option a card for a movie, Birthday Dad, which they will get a lot of mileage out of, because it is one of Ralph's greeting card company cards. She has to meet with him for business, and that is the night she gets one of her calls to go to the hospital and adopt. And, like, so he's kind of like, hmm... I suggested adopting and you broke up with me and now you're single you want to adopt and I haven't moved on would you like to do this together and then she's like no go to hell um, and then she gives such a good speech about being able to raise a kid by herself that the mother is like oh yeah no you're right I could raise it by myself
0: <laughs> so a so, question on this because we're, we're probably not going to discuss this particular episode no but, like you you said that your memory of Ralph was he turned out to be a complete scumbag
1: yeah not really I guess <laughs> I don't know, I think I just remembered him, like, having some quite, like, uh, not quite soft boy as a ploy, but, like, just, like, revealing very casually some quite gross attitudes towards, like, women and motherhood and stuff like that. And I guess none of that is really here, but, like, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe there's something in the final season, or is this his last? appearance? I think
0: this is his last appearance. Yeah, I think. Right. After well, this I apologize to we, a we, fictional we, mouse. <laughs> I think we pivot into like Princess Carolyn's like end goal boyfriend in the final season, and yeah, Ralph yeah, is yeah. fully gone, and like, and I think it, I think it's like one of the most interesting relationships in the entire show. Is is hmm. this like adult relationship, and she's just like no. Because of the because of like your subtle micro reactions to things, yeah.
1: I think I I guess it's that stuff, and I just blew it up. But like, you know, it's not invalid for her to like be very uh turned off by his responses to some of those questions, like that he wasn't willing to like hold her hand. Well, you know, not that he wasn't willing to hold her hand
0: through it, but like, you know, um. I mean, I think Ralph is one of the best sketch characters and I think this relationship is one of the best sketch relationships yeah. just in terms of the realism of it didn't actually collapse for a like particular reason and wow. they actually probably that's, were... That's very real. Like, yeah, you know. they probably were quite well suited for each other in reality but mm. obviously there was just a thing they couldn't move past as people and yeah, yeah I think yeah. and again it's just
1: and I think she also is she doesn't like being told what to do kind no, of thing. It's, um, and she you know when he's like well obviously we have to raise this baby together and she's like no fuck you I don't need you yeah. um, and she doesn't need him and like she does end up with uh, untitled Princess Carolyn project <laughs> uh, the little porcupine baby uh, She, which you know she does go and spend an episode with the mother uh, and then ends up not getting the baby, and then she doesn't get another baby, and then she eventually gets uh, that baby again. And we will see her raising that baby next season. Um, Todd accidentally ends up president of whattimeisitrightnow.com's network programming and ad sales, mm-hmm. <laughs> only in turn <laughs> to <laughs> build the terrifying sex robot Henry Fonda. Wait,
0: no, he's not terrifying. He is lovely. It's he's haunting.
1: Haunting design. Um, he builds this for Emily, and it ends up CEO of what time is it right now? .com, only to then be hit with a sexual harassment lawsuit. And they love this kind of joke where uh, so Todd has recorded many erotic lines, uh, such as <laughs> "I, want I to love be it
0: inside of you." Yes, I love
1: it when you call me father, etc. And him just saying all of these, everyone just twists them into things that including stuff (laughs) like i want to put a baby in you or or, i want to make love to you because of my brain yeah you're right um and, and and like more more give me more is taken as ordering more episodes of philbert uh, and then it's when he says something not at all sexual where he is hit with the sexual harassment
0: laws like <laughs> they go through this entire speech where they goes like nice boobs and she's like yes they were <laughs> nice like they boobs. were
1: nice but they were boobs <laughs> like
0: yeah and then he's just like i need power and or, like not enough power and she's like what do you mean i don't have enough power? yeah
1: yeah yeah um and then Todd ultimately has well
0: he you know <laughs>
1: It gets the entire network folded uh, and they return to being a website for figuring out what time it is right now uh, which kills the show and then Todd has to take him out to a tree (laughs) and kill him with a stun gun, a taser, whatever. And I really like the touch that Todd is wearing a breakaway suit the entire time (laughs) Uh, because Todd does spend the season in a suit but still with his hat and just openly being bad at his job and like you know, in their big drama episode, you have him being like, "I did not realize that this fell under the purview of the president of ad sales. So please, if anyone would like to buy thirty million dollars worth of ad time, and I, I will take any offers." Um, yeah, for him I think to this reveal
0: is, that. This might be my favorite Todd season.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good.
0: I think just just from beginning to end, he has like a good emotional like episode for him with mm. Yolanda. He's got a good. It got a good comedy arc with Henry Fondle and being the CEO, but then also has, like, like nice emotional stings throughout the season. It's just really well-balanced for Todd this season. Yeah. And, again, Henry Fondle is, like, an all-time great character on the show.
1: It's very good. It's very good. And, like, also, um, you know, that he ends up with this job because someone just reads off all the things he's accomplished in previous seasons. Like, he, <laughs> like Bojack wants him to kill a scene where he has to be nude, By, like, interviewing to be a janitor and then sneaking in and, like, tampering with something. And his interviewer, who I think is Whoopi Goldberg, (laughs) is like, oh, wait, you were governor of California? And, you know, you you ran in your own theme park? And just all these things we've seen happen. He's like, you're way overqualified. (laughs) Um, Yeah, good season for Todd. Um, Diane amidst her divorce from Mr. Peanutbutter, moves into a tiny studio apartment, she goes to Vietnam to try and, like, reconnect with her roots, has a bad time there, gets a job writing on Filbert, falls out with Bojack, and I think more than all of that, she's the most vocal she's ever been about her own internal struggles. Like, this is a show about the big depressed horse and all of his problems, but along the way, like I mean part of the friction between them is his insistence that they are the same, which she does not like. Um but like Diane has been struggling in front of her eyes from basically the word go. Uh and she is it's really come into a head for her as well. And like she gets the end of season driving off to nowhere to to a soundtrack moment that we've seen from Bojack. Um kind of twice. Uh which is quite interesting, I think. Um Yeah,
0: like I think this is the season where she is, because she's pivot, like because she's bouncing, because she doesn't have Mr. Peanut Butter around as much, mm. you kind of get this like sense of like she's a little bit lost and she she doesn't want to be with BoJack, she doesn't want to be with Mr. Peanut Butter, and so you end up with this void that I think really helps Diane's arc yeah. for the season this year. Like like they use the artifice of the fact that she can't spend time with the two characters she spent the most time with realistically, or at least in a in a personal setting yeah. to, to really help. I think being
1: art. forced to be alone and confront like, you know, she has all these lofty ideas, she has the story she tells herself and others about who she is and what she does and then there's the reality of it and it's like, you know I'm not a... You know, young idealist, twenty-something, who's going to change the world anymore? I am working for a basically Buzzfeed. Um, oh, when they talk about pivoting to video, that was so like off the time, wasn't it? And now it's like pivot to AI and lay everybody off. Um, yeah, and and it's like you know, the 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 jig is up kind of thing, and it is your you know time has come calling for you in terms of like grappling with who you are as a fully formed adult person and like you know mr peanut butter is arguably this like safety blanket where it's like she sees all the flaws and the ways they're not right for each other but at least he's like attentive and present and positive and let's face it wealthy and like you know provides for her and then like you know bojack i think The thing with her and Bojack is... And I I think he maybe has even accused her of this before. Where, like, I think she needs to know that he is worse than her. So that she feels better about herself. Where she can take the moral high ground against him. And I think that's why she really, really objects to the idea of him saying we're the same. And, like, you know, he, she hasn't done awful things. But she is kind of a shitty person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the way that she writes bojack's real life into the show yeah like i
1: know he did these things but like that's that's a fucked up thing to do and like making him read the lines live and she doesn't know the full story of it at the time either like it could have been a giant misunderstanding and like they've done this running joke where like she keeps meeting up with her friend um as she called like skinny skinny somebody (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean what there's the one where, where like they're just like, Oh, we need to like spend more time listening to our problems and boat and she'll just go barrel through into her problems again yeah, like Just ignores
1: all. her all the time, yeah, yeah. And it's like I think this is a real type of person where she's so obsessed with being a moral arbiter of other people and presenting herself as a good person and being like relentless and like she'll talk to her um she talks to Stephanie of all people about like her high standards for herself and everyone else and it's like yes we should aspire to more but we are all people and we are all going through things and like i don't I, she's almost painting a world where like if you are not 100% good you are on the garbage heap and i i refuse you as a person almost um but then she she is always like forgiving of bojack so yeah it it it, it is an interesting one um yeah uh, and like she'll obviously have almost her own pocket season next next time out um yeah yeah interesting uh and then mr peanut butter you know we kind of talked about it with pickles that he's entered into another relationship with a 20 year old you know he is confronted with truths about him uh and it is all made more complicated when he starts sleeping with diane again and he's like oh i'm still in love with you but yeah and then he panics and proposes to pickles um we're not going to talk about that and we're also not talking about bojack's arc because (laughs) when we have to pick two episodes there is a strong chance we won't be talking about a certain thing uh so we'll, we'll get into that so let's play our favorite game uh does ben remember what happens in episodes let's find out uh, and you're going to say what happened in a oh, sentence God. and then I'm just going to hit you with a random joke that I think is fun that I'm otherwise not going to talk about from that episode. So, uh, overall episode 50, the first of this season, the light bulb scene.
0: I mean, this is Bojack doesn't want to do a nude scene.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Bojack doesn't want to do a nude scene. Everything kind of like comes from that. I mean, we've already said Todd gets the job as head of ad sales in this episode. Yeah. Um... Uh, like, oh, there's yeah, all the stuff with Gina being Yeah, but like that's basically it, isn't Yeah, it?
1: yeah I'll tell you that. Um, Todd says, A janitor. I've always wanted to. Janet? Uh, pretty good. Uh, the dog days are over.
0: Uh, Diane writes a girl crush article about her time in Vietnam.
1: Yeah. Um, I really. Uh, yeah, as I say, I'm not a huge fan of this one, but uh, I do like when. All the stuff at the airport where she's saying to use the screen and uh, the the sort of airport (laughs) attendant says, say nice things about me, the screen is my supervisor. Um, (laughs) It's just, you know, it's very, very, yeah, very good. Very, very, yeah. You know, you go most places and, like, you've got human people standing there while people just interact with technology. It's all very good. Uh, Planned obsolescence.
0: Um, Good luck. I think this this is the one where they make Gina sing. Ah, uh, good, yeah, it is but, okay, but it but in but rea- really, it's the episode where Todd meets Yolanda's family and they have like a wacky sex comedy yeah. with Yolanda's twin sister uh-huh. and her dominatrix mother or porn star mother and all the rest of it, yes, uh,
1: and my favorite joke is also your favorite joke, uh as Courtney Cox said when she discovered a rotting corpse in the woods near the Cougar Town set, Good God, I hope you're not busy. <laughs>
0: Mm. I I think the (laughs) kicker on that one is the delivery afterwards of that one's a thinker
1: yes yes (laughs) Um, another like not great one but like you know they get some good stuff in there by Jack the Feminist
0: Um, kind of the big issue episode of the season this is they're trying to cast the the side character for the season and get a famously cancelled Hollywood celebrity to do it, and then they just get into cancel culture, forgiveness culture, and mm-hmm. all the rest of it. This is this is the one where Anna Bakertope Spacato- the love. Angela Bassett comes back for this episode.
1: She does, and she she plays. You know, we 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 recall that BoJack almost confessed all to a journalist on his press tour and anna made it go away and it turns out she still has that recording and now that they're like on opposite sides of an issue she does drop that bomb uh to diane which leads to all of the tension with them um yeah Kind of fucked up. um Not a brilliant one for one-liners, but I did like them say. <laughs> I think Diane says you get to drop in and play Joss Whedon, and everyone loves you. And it's just like, yeah, like I, I just can't help but think of that picture of him wearing that T-shirt. That's like, this is what a feminist looks like, and like you know, knowing everything that happened with him. Um, in fact, when they wrote that line, had the truth come out about him?
0: Uh, this is the year that ju- that Justi- Justice League comes out. <laughs> okay, um, so I think there were there were obviously murmurings in the industry. I think yeah, I don't know yeah. whether or not it's a knowing line right. or whether or not it's a. Like one of those things where like you you come back years later and you go like yeah we put it in on purpose to be dramatically yeah, yeah, yeah. ironic like the the ten people in Hollywood who knew at the time yeah. uh, would get it but the general yeah. audience would actually would not realize the subtext to us using that but, name. But
1: even really. without it, it's like he was parachuted in as this kind of like the face of male feminism and it was yeah, like, 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 like mm. <laughs> he does but have we, some we, pretty growth. His, his
0: famously terrible Wonder Woman script and all the rest of it, which <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the Amelia Earhart story. Uh, this is our Princess Caroline episode of the season, which is basically she she goes home to to, to North North Car- North Dakota, yeah. North Carolina, Even which North Carolina, North. yeah. Um, and basically, yeah, we we've, we've discussed about this one where like she's she's got the past story of her having uh, getting pregnant at eighteen, and then also trying to convince someone from her hometown that she's she's able to like adopt the child, but obviously yeah. falls through by the end of the episode. Yeah.
1: Uh, she mentions a backdoor pilot, and then the potential mother says, I wish Strib was a backdoor pilot, then I wouldn't be pregnant. Um, <laughs> just, you know, a very high-brow anal sex joke there.
0: Yeah, but they then underline it by saying, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, sex yeah,
1: actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamie Presley, like, surprisingly good uh, there. I-, I say surprisingly good, like, she's a good actress, but, you know, uh, it's quite a yeah. They're not like making a big show of Oh, here's Jamie Presley. Uh it's been a
0: while since my name is Earl, which yeah, is exactly yeah, this kind yeah, of character, yeah. but like kind of heightened, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sure you won't remember anything about this one. Uh, free Churro.
0: Hmm. No, nothing. Not ring <laughs> not ring any bells whatsoever. I think we should skip this one.
1: <laughs> okay. Um very hard to pick one joke out of what is essentially a stand-up comedy routine <laughs> but i do like and i don't even have it as the quote but when he does that sequence of three jokes where he's like swapping words around and then the rule of 3 like on the third one he's like because you're a massive bitch or whatever. <laughs> uh yeah very good uh in interior sub i mean it's written int.sub but interior sub
0: uh this is the one which is the 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 kind of the <clears throat> The framing of the story is Diane's therapist and a mediator for Todd and Princess Carolyn discussing their hijinks for the week, but like trying to disguise their identities. But it's basically just this is like the most focused on the set of mm. Filbert we've been in a while. Because like yeah. the entire thing is filbert drama yeah. from like start to finish. Bobo the Angsty Zebra. Um yes. like- what is your what is your favourite of the of the disguises that they use to, like, cover them up. Is <laughs> it Diana? Is it the hand? Not is Princess it... Diana, definitely not. That one's kind of lame, if you ask
1: me. Um... <sighs> I mean, Flippy is pretty fucking good. <laughs> 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 like, changing Flip to an actual... Uh, I think Bobo the angsty Zebra is, like, surprised... Like, you get used to it surprisingly quickly, and he's like, he kind of suits being... I don't know if it's, like, the Philbert costume... Um... Like suits the color tone. They also stick like that, them
0: in the opening credits as well. That
1: is a nice touch that they change the opening credits. I like as as a as a name, Mister Chocolate Hazelnut Spread, <laughs> uh, and obviously Tangled Fog of pulsating yearning in the shape of a woman isn't bad either. Uh, yeah, they're all pretty good, but yeah, like that's that's a fun one where like they're dressing it in such silliness, but like it's actually quite a big one dramatically. Um, I do like them saying Jessica Chastain takes whatever Amy Adams says no to, and then they say Bryce Dallas Howard takes whatever Jessica Chastain says no to, like the the pecking order of redheaded dramatic actresses. Um, number eight, Mister Peanut Butter's
0: booze. Uh, this is set over four Halloween's in the course of BoJack hosting an. Against his Will Halloween party. Following like uh, 25 straight years. <laughs> 25 straight years from 1993 to 2018. And it's basically, well, they must have skipped 2016, 17, one I of those years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When he was away, yeah. unless they just broke into his house, probably and... it was
1: just abandoned while he was.
0: Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, this is basically just uh, we get we get more on like again they've cast such good actresses as all of Mister Peanut Butter's mm-hmm. relationships that it actually kind of like makes this one feel like mm-hmm. really good and kind of like you. It's it's told non-sequentially, so you get lots of like yeah. little seeding jokes, like Jessica Biel being upset because she wasn't cast in the mummy, <laughs> and then Bojack going like, "Remember that time that woman freaked out because she saw a mummy?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um.
1: Again, this is specific to me, and I guess to you because I've been doing the the, the last rewatch. <laughs> when Mr. Peterman says, "I get there's a smoke monster, but otherwise it's just Gilligan's Island," right? um I just tickled me in particular it's not the best joke by a long stretch but yeah I, I just liked it um ancient history
0: uh this is bojack and hollyhock the the kind of big episode from the season which is uh bojack is taking too many painkillers and hollyhock flushes them down the drain so they go on a mad cat quest across hollywood hollywood, hollywood uh, thank you. Uh, to get more pills <laughs> thank
1: you one of the earliest pieces of continuity uh yes when she walks into his house and obviously freaks out because of what happened there he says, you look like you've just seen a ghost in the shell screening and you're Scarlett Johansson's publicist <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: still not seen it I, I, it's it's
1: a thing uh, head in the clouds
0: Um, is this uh, is this the premiere party for Filbert? so it like is. it's basically just they're watching they're watching Filbert essentially and everyone is I don't, like, this one kind of like doesn't stick in my mind that much beyond I think, the last, of I think
1: the last three blend together because it is sort of a yeah, Diane is this is the one where Diane like confronts him at the, the really. The argument's really good it is yes. really well done, yeah for sure but it's kind of like, it's just a giant prelude to what is about to happen um again not a banger one for one-liners and like this is one of those where i'm picking out it sounds like i find this funny but it's more like you know the satire of it but let me tell you that 39 year old actress is going places like them (laughs) continuing to zero in on how horribly hollywood uh treats women uh again the showstopper
0: uh Bojack's addiction reaches crescendo. We get a classic Bojack kind of like out of time out of place episode mm-hmm. uh in the course of production of season 2. It feels like they almost finished season 2 for them to get to the seat like the climactic scene where like Bojack is choking Gina by the end of this episode. Like it feels like they could probably release what they've got mm. fairly satisfactorily. Yeah. <laughs> like kill Philbert off after that and then run with Gina as the as the lead actress in it.
1: Yeah 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 yeah
0: um, I assume the plan was the other way where Philbert kills gina and and the show continues without her would be my guess I, I
1: assume yeah no, in in classic bring in the and... next kind of like topless lady for him to have a bad relationship with um we get a lot of like this is where we like see actual scenes from Philbert and uh i, I it's just a phrasing of it but like Uh, because there's obviously been like nuclear war or something in season two because they're filming season two and he says the hospitals have been delivering some pretty wacky looking babies (laughs) um yeah i just like that kind of thing uh and then you know a clever from the showstopper to the stopped show is our finale
0: yeah which is uh bojack and uh bojack and gina do an interview to kind of discuss the fact that he he choked her and kind of everyone is is reeling with the decisions that were kind of made in that final episode and ultimately it ends with uh, Diane taking Bojack to, to rehab um, mm. and Princess Carolyn gets a balky my baby by she the does. end of the episode and is this is this the one where peanut butter proposes as well yes
1: he proposed he's going to tell pickles that he cheated on her and he instead panics and proposes instead um Rami Malik. <laughs> is in Princess Carolyn's office and he's talking to her and then he realises she's not even there and then he just delivers the most incredible performance in the show and says, unless I was Princess Carolyn the whole time, slowly puts on her (laughs) lipstick and then says, oh, fish! (laughs) So fucking good. Um... I, I'm also tickled by the fact that Wikipedia hyperlinks every animal that is mentioned. So when they're like... <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, so if you look at the descriptions of the episode, it's like she sets up an interview with a chinchilla bis- with, with the chinchilla, Biscuits Braxby, and they've hyperlinked chinchilla. <laughs> and like, te- like Todd kills Henry Fonda with a taser. Taser is hyperlinked. Like, how do you choose these things? You know? <laughs> I guess that's a noun. I guess I will link it. Um, incredible. We, uh, we, what, right. what
0: would be the funniest thing to like like pills and then you like pills <laughs> yeah um,
1: yeah painkillers is linked, Bojack's painkillers hyperlinked uh, great <laughs> yeah. uh, intensive care unit has been hyperlinked, oh my god Wikipedia is a whole mine of comedy right, well done uh, you were not stumped by any of them, despite your I'm lack actually, of belief in I'm
0: yourself. i actually shocked I yeah. managed to get all of those. I guess they were more memorable single episodes. Than I like- think the titles are quite...
1: Well, remembering Planned Obsolescence is about what it is. Is quite, It's quite good. But yes. uh, other than that, like a lot of the titles are quite terrible.
0: The only reason that sticks in my mind is that I just remember that episode three is the sex comedy episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, right, so I have teased it already... This is the part where we pick our favourite one each I... and we give them a deep dive. I have a controversial pick and I'm I really sorry. I don't
0: know which one you Okay, know what's your prediction
1: about which one i pick?
0: picked? So, so I'm obviously... I
1: think the obvious big two are Free Churro and The Showstopper. Yes, and you are However, going...
0: You are going to skip on The Showstopper to let me do Free Churro is what I imagine is going to happen. And I do not know... Because you've said you don't like... I think I on.
1: am. I think I am going to do that and that's why I thought we could just... When talking about Bojack's season long arc, we could just wrap up what happens in the showstopper. The Showstopper is a great episode of Television. Like, you know, all the cutting back and forth between season and Filbert with things that are actually happening to him and all of that. And you can talk me down from this, but I really like Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze.
0: I, I knew I was like it's between i I'm a Bojack sucker for like Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze is like the I, two.
1: Oh it's not It's not Project the Feminist, I don't like that one. Um <laughs> I'm just a sucker for, like, the multiple timeline thing and, like, the clever... As you said, like, playing off the jokes in in multiple timelines kind of thing. Um, And for me, it's like... (sighs) This feels a very bold statement. Futurama, right? Everybody fucking loves (laughs) Seymour, Jurassic Park. That is a bad episode of television with a, like, really good moment. In it, and people give that episode like ten out of ten. One of the best episodes of television ever. Half of that episode is like Leela and Amy wrestling in like <laughs> ridiculous costumes and like all the like it's fine. And then it suddenly is like so emotionally devastating. Yeah, like, and a, for me, it's a the
0: Fryish is a better yes. version of that episode that they're going for.
1: Thousand percent. And for me, like, I've done a lot of, you know, I ranked all of Batman and, and all this stuff. I reward entire episodes more than, like, there's a really cool thing that happens in this episode, personally. And for me, I'm not saying that the showstopper isn't really well written and deployed and everything, but I think as an exercise in, like, writing um, and, like, joke telling, Mr. butter's Booze is incredible. Um, so that would be my pick. Go for it. How would you? I mean, free free churro is first chronologically. So, do you want to talk about that one, or should we get rid of my like controversial pick? No, and then... no,
0: no. I mean, I mean, obviously, like showstopper. I think I think it makes sense because it's similar to what I think we did in, like season one, where it's like BoJack seasons always build up to like a dramatic head, and it's kind of mm-hmm. normally in that kind of like penultimate episode. And times arrow is an exception because it pivots into a different character's viewpoint. Whereas mm-hmm. the, the as you say, the final three kind of all blend together. They are yeah. a a arc of the season, and showstopper is again. They're playing with reality. It's not quite as good as Time's Arrow. No, I don't. No, no.
1: Obviously, or I would have picked it. Yeah,
0: Um, and I, I,
1: it's playing in a space that they established right in the first season with like the 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 big drug episode and 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 stuff like that and like you know the 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 sort of drug trip he does with Sarah Lynn and they've always gone to this kind of thing and it's it's not that this isn't better than all of those because it probably is. It's just, I've kind of seen that trick from them before. Yeah, and, and and for me it's kind of bringing it full circle to talking about this as a season of television. As a storyline, and as a, like, oh shit, when Bojack chokes Gina. Huge. But, like, I personally am not, like, completely bowled over by Showstopper as just, here's 20 minutes of television, I mean, like what I, they
0: produced. I, I kind of... It's it's one of those things, where like, I like the blending of reality and right, yeah. and the show. Like the opening with the the title cards to to Filbert and yeah, having Todd yeah. come in and break the break the break the scene, mm-hmm. and you've got like all the places where like he's hidden the drugs around the house. You're not actually sure whether or not was a place he's actually hidden drugs, or if they're part of his like mm-hmm. trip. Like <laughs> it, it does really well with those things. But I know I'm I'm in. T- I was like I think this is a very mad episode of Mr. Peanut Butter Spoon. So I think like <laughs> we we should devote time to. It. I mean, again, there's so many good Jessica Biel jokes. Yes, in there are. Episode. There absolutely are. Um, let's talk about Fruturo
1: though, because yeah. my word, how many shows can pull off? I mean, you get an you get a prologue with like Bojack and his father before the opening credits, which is is very well done. But like, that's also Will Arnett.
0: But yeah, like, how is,
1: many shows can pull off one character for twenty minutes?
0: This is Will over twenty five minutes. Twenty five. This minutes, is yeah. Will Arnett for twenty five minutes, just delivering everything. And like, mm. you hear because obviously this is. I think this is the only episode of the season that. Bob Waxburg writes like this is like him the solo credit of the season on this one. This is obviously the one that kind of like got all the attention. I yes. think they yeah. they got nominated for an Emmy for the first time for this episode, mm. um, but they lose to a Simpsons episode. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Jesus Christ, <laughs> um, God, like just I need to do this. So they are nominated against Mad About the Toy from the Simpsons season thirty. <laughs> um, uh, Adventure Time: The Series finale, the Planned Parenthood show for the Big Mouth, just one of the boys for now, for now, um, and Bojack Horseman free churro. Like either you do come along with come along with me or free churro in this season. And I know the Planned Parenthood show was like a good episode in that season about of, of Big Mouth, but like
1: mm.
0: Jesus Christ is I it just Emmy voters
1: yeah.
0: uh, going back to a well of like I recognize that show, I'm going to vote for that show, <laughs> um, which is just fucking depressing. I know. Um, god christ right. awful um, but yeah like this is just it's so good and like all the little choices you hear like they think about where like, they have the um, um, I think one of the notes they have is that they can't hear the, the people that Bojack is speaking to enough in the mix of the first one of the episodes. so they add in like kind of like was like reactions.
1: coughing and like gasping and chair shuffling and stuff yeah. like that just
0: yeah. just so it doesn't sound like he's alone in a room, and mm-hmm. so it, you pay off the kind of the final reveal of the episode where he's oh, so good he's he's at the wrong funeral and um, that, and like that
1: is that in itself a million shows could do that joke it is that they pepper in his comments that she wanted an open casket and he refused to do it like multiple times. And then he opens the casket, and like that would have, if he had simply done what she wanted, none of this would have happened. Is, is the
0: kicker for me. Um, yeah, and just and just the 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 fact that when you think about the episode, the amount of times he calls the person that's in this coffin a bitch. I know. Um, I know. And just all these people are sat there in silence when this this like. Sealess celebrity has walked into the room and started yeah. delivering like a diatribe, and for, like, likewise half an hour.
1: that you see the entire audience are lizards, and that doesn't ring any alarm bells for
0: him. He's so in his own head about like <laughs> what he wants to do that he doesn't even pay attention to who might be there yeah. like because I don't even think they mentioned other episodes like whether or not there was anyone in attendance at the actual funeral. Like yeah. did Hollyhock come to town? Did like Princess Carol? Given
1: she poisoned her, but...
0: <laughs> Yeah, very true. <laughs> um but yeah, like yeah. just just the entire episode is just there's so many jokes. Like mm. the way they I mean they, they they again, like I've read up on this one, the way they talk about like how how do you structure an episode of a television show in which the one character is speaking, but also managed to do like an a story a b story and a c story
1: absolutely like t v is wrapped around that like you have supporting characters so you can take a break and like keep it fresh for the audience and yeah they they functionally do it by like having <sighs> like he's almost he yeah he's onto these like tangents where it's like now let's learn about how his father died mm-hmm. and and like now let's get into the, like, emotional part between him and his mum. And now let's just have him do a series of jokes. And, like, the churro part, like, the reason it's called Free Churro is, like, a recurring bit. So it's, like, his, his long stories and his long jokes and stuff like that almost become the A, the B, and the C. Um, yeah, it's incredible. And, like, I think the biggest compliment I can pay it is you don't feel like you're just listening to one person for 25 minutes like no yeah like i remember when i first watched it and like i guess at some point it twigged for me we're just gonna see bojack aren't we but like it actually flies by like you you think okay strap in you're gonna hear a guy talk for 20 minutes or 25 and like before you know it you're like on 18 minutes or something like that like it, it it is a remarkable piece of writing
0: yeah, I think I genuinely think this might be the best performance that Will Arnett's ever given in his career. Oh, gotcha. Like, and, like... And, I mean, he he is so good in like arrest Development, and yeah. he's got like so many classic roles. But this this is just a, uh, such uh, a such a commanding. I role. think
1: I think the biggest thing is that he, his his two biggest strengths as a performer are physical comedy and like playing off other people. And he's doing neither of those here. <laughs> like, this is just him, pure dramatic, dramatic acting. And, and, like, we've seen him, well, we've heard him be really good in Bodrek up to now. And, like, one of the biggest things of the show is, hey, well, I know, it's actually got it. But, like, there are, like, people who I know are incredible actors who I don't know if I would trust to talk for 25 minutes. And he fucking crushes it. Um, and, like, the material is is... is Like, I don't want to over-reward either half of it. Like, it is a two-hander. Like, he's got the goods to perform it for 20 minutes and keep keep the energy up and down and up and down and hit all the notes. But it's also, like, the material is there to prop him up. Um, Yeah, just so fucking good. And, like, getting into stuff, like, my mum died and I'm now having to emotionally support a complete stranger who's burst into tears because they're so sorry they offended me kind of thing. Um, Like, it just feels very true to life where, like, you see people at funerals who are like almost like they're the ones who should be grieving and they're having to like give emotional like energy to everyone else um yeah it just feels very true to life and yeah um the whole i see you joke where she keeps saying i see you and he muses on like you know all the different deliveries and meanings of that and then for him to go Oh shit, she was saying ICU like the intensive care, you know. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: and you I mean but you've also got like I mean there's there's so many like cultural references like he mentions Becca um, <laughs> yeah. um he mentions like Maud which obviously is what Raphael Bob-Waksberg mm-hmm. is is pulling from for kind of the inspiration on how to to make this episode like going to yeah. to older television especially when when television was kind of more like this where it was more kind of like televised plays, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah and like, I mean, a,
1: a, a wonderful era as someone who <laughs> leans towards when film and TV film more like a play I
0: mean it's, it's interesting because this is I mean I'm gonna I hate that I'm gonna do this but there the, a similar time to this I believe I mean a, a couple of years beforehand is is Lewis CK's and Pete which mm-hmm. was also that but also does an episode similar to this where it is just um and then, like removing the Lewis C. Cove all out from this, yeah. like there's a there's a terrific. God, where's the? Sorry, one second. Uh, there's a terrific episode of that where Laurie Metcalf just does like a monologue for the entire episode, and it's it's kind of like a 40 minute episode, and it's very similar to this in terms of like what it's doing and kind of like again these. This thing that you kind of feel has been lost in in the new way that we make television, where they're they're not pulling from what worked in older eras of television and making it new. they again, we're getting this. Mm. It's a it's a season of a television. It's a novel. It's a notice. I don't call them episodes. I call them chapters. <laughs> um, yeah. Kind of kind of bullshit thing. And it's like no, like make an episode ass episode like this yeah. where like this is so easily definable like there is nothing else like this on the show and it's indebted to the history and the and the form of the medium to make Mm -hmm. it work
1: yeah and like you mentioned the becker thing the becker thing is like a surprisingly like poignant little like it's the perfect kind of like like he he feels as a comedian he needs to put on a bit of a shot like a eulogy was like a stand-up special for him and he's like I have to bring the goods it is on me to like do a really good smart clever funny eulogy and for him to say that like he was really sad when Becca got cancelled because he thought it could get better and then like he will never see if it does you know it would never get good and comparing that to his relationship with his mother where like it was so awful but some part of him held up hope that one day they would have a good relationship, and now she's gone before that's gonna happen kind of thing and yeah, it was like you know that that feels like such a dumb little joke, like, to dunk on Becca, which, like, no one fucking remembers. And then to, 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 like, loop it back around to, like, being like, yeah, no, that is actually quite a good, like, analogy for, for losing someone. Like
0: not, that. not to say that no one remembers it, but Blank Check have done multiple episodes this year where they've done long tangents on Becca. Okay. Um, and people have been complaining in the comments every single time it happens. Like, there's, there was, like, a big episode earlier this year where there's, like, a full-on, like, half the episode is Becca talk.
1: <laughs> nice um i like the details we get about his dad dying because like we knew his dad died but we didn't know how and like you know the circumstances around it that like he finally released his terrible book and he said what was it like if anyone in the world wanted to like talk shit about his book he he challenged them to a duel and he put them up in a hotel and like we hear that his dad died in a duel and then it turns out he tripped and hit his head on a rock while doing the, the standing yeah, ten because, count.
0: because he turned around to ask whether or not the guy who was actually dueling him read the book and like what well, he actually thought about it because he realized this like ju- it's just some guy who wanted to do a duel yeah. in reality not someone who actually read his book and bojack's dad dying in the duel actually leads us on really nicely into mr peanut butter's booze yeah yeah. Because... Oh, I, I
1: do like that. We we learned that Bojack never actually read his dad's book cuz why would he give him that? But yes, um it does. Yeah, like I it like uh, I, I stand by it. Like you know, I like what I like and I just think it's more interesting to talk about in depth than like the larger Bojack story, but yeah, like to to flash between 1993, 2004, 2009 and the present these different eras of, of this Halloween party that Mr. like forces Bojack to throw because uh, he got caught in a lie where he was like, oh, I can't come to your Halloween party because I'm hosting my own to get out of hanging out with him. And then he's like, okay, I just brought my party to you. <laughs> and then he just keeps doing this. He turns up for the party of people. Um, and it, it, it sets up wonderful, like history of the characters like we 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 finally learn how todd wandered into bojack's home and became his roommate um we see todd as a child uh we we see peanut mr peanut butter with each of his ex-wives with um katrina and jessica beale and diane and now he's there with pickles um they pay off the Princess Carolyn always dresses as Amelia Earhart because we saw that episode that she would watch that Amelia Earhart tape over and over and over again.
0: We get the fantastic running joke of like them taping over the same box that's got screeners from each year with like how screeners evolve over time, so it starts with like nineteen ninety-three VHSs and evolves mm-hmm. into like I, what they're giving out in the twenty eighteen party, it's is it, it's not D V D screeners, is it? It's I think like... they send like USB sticks out to people.
1: yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, I, yeah. Um you know, like, that, yeah, it, it's, like, fun, because it seems like it's just a gimmick episode, but I like that it, it world builds, and it, like, provides this rich history for everyone, and, like, I think seeing... Because, like, they've made... um They've made Katrina and Jessica Beale out to be, like, pretty horrible people kind of thing. And Diane, like, you know, we 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 like diane but like you know the she's grouchy or whatever and to see them all and like diane is like like seeing her when she's she's like freshly with mr peanut butter kind of thing seeing them all young and genuinely happy with life in their eyes kind of thing and seeing the the mr peanut butter effect on each one of them um yeah it's it's like surprisingly good like katrina like doesn't want to be left alone at the party. And, and this is the other thing, like he doesn't listen and he loves parties, so he assumes other people do and he just leaves them at these parties and fails to like look out for them. And yeah, the the, the ridiculous Jessica Biel thing where like, she's traumatized by the mummy, so she doesn't want to see any mummies. And then it turns out the reason is she auditioned for a part in the mummy and she didn't get it. And he's like, oh, is that it? And then you learn she wanted to play the mummy. <laughs> In the mummy, uh, and then Bojack stumbles uh, up to her as a mummy because Princess Carolyn made him a costume out of uh, out of thinner.
0: Um, and and again, fantastic! Like they set it in 2004 as well, which is like relatively early in, on in her career. Like she's yep. what well, she's done Seventh Heaven at this point, but they say like that was like the biggest miss of my career in yes. 2004. Up at <laughs> this point, <laughs> Just, like, yes. in my upcoming movie Blade Trinity,
1: I'll say my catchphrase: "Stop goofing around, Blade." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and I like. Uh, so they they do a sequence of cascading jokes where Mr. Peanut Butter just doesn't get the show of the time. So like he doesn't get the X Files. He wants to know about the A Files, the B Files, the C Files. Uh, they do the the lost one in two thousand and four uh in 2009 uh he's he doesn't His get glee. glee he's like where is the music coming from uh i don't know if they have one for the present day but like yeah just like these big like uh zeitgeisty shows and mr peanut is just like i don't understand um because he's a dumb person <laughs> he just doesn't understand things
0: um yeah i mean what do you think I mean, obviously, like they get other little things. Where I think they finally pay off the fact that, like earlier on in the show, Diane says that like I've I've met you twice before. Yes, to BoJack, and this is the second of their first two meetings because we'd seen the the other one in the in the 2004 flashback or the 2007 uh, flashback, didn't we?
1: I don't know. I thought this was the first time she met him at the party. This,
0: maybe it's the first time. But I remember like she said that like I met yeah I've met you twice before, and this is like. I thought Obviously. it was I Met You Once Before. Oh, was it maybe You did, Once Before? And he didn't remember.
1: Oh, no, yeah, like, um, somebody, like, puked a load of cotton candy or something. Yes. Um, yeah. But then isn't that also the Todd episode? Maybe it's actually the same party, and we're just seeing it from two. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, like, um, she's excited. She's like, oh, my God, Bojack Horseman. And then, like, this is when he's learning that his dad died. <laughs> In a duel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, again, to to pay off little references to episodes from the same season like like that is really good and like you can understand him being shitty to her in that moment but like the way they play it is really good where he's like sorry i'm on the fucking phone (laughs) and she's like oh my god hi and and yeah i i just just something about that for me like seeing um seeing her like younger and more like vibey you know and like more, knowing more that she's idealistic. yeah and knowing that she reaches this place where she's like a sad 30 year old and like um 35 living,
0: living in her depressing apartment yeah which and... everyone takes the piss out of whenever they come around
1: <laughs> sorry i broke all of your furniture will 20 dollars be enough to cover it <laughs> and then she's like she says something like it's like, okay. uh like she says like fuck off but then she's like yes yes <laughs> um yeah um and then this is obviously also where diane like confronts Mr. Pinovara with this idea that, like, he keeps dating young women. They grow up. And there's, like, a version of it where he almost gets, like, bored of them, or he, he when they're not happy and happy-go-lucky anymore, he is bored of them. And there's maybe a bit of that, but it's it's more that, like, they outgrow him. Um, they They become adults, and he still wants to be young, and just everything is happy all the time, and I have no consequences in my life, and they all, like, just grow up a little bit. And and yeah, it's like again, they, they've they've got this gimmick episode that is very joke heavy and then they 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 hit you with that like kind of truth bomb about one of the characters. And
0: uh yeah. Um Yeah, just I mean obviously the skill that Bojack has is to to kind of like do this in so many episodes where like you think it's gonna be a joke heavy episode and then they'll pivot in that last five minutes into mm-hmm. something darker or something more um, profound in terms of like its statement about stuff. Yeah, what do, what do you think the external public's view of the relationship between Mister Peanut Butter and Bojack is? Um... Just, just in terms of like the fact that like they had these shows that were kind of like the same thing, and mm-hmm. then their careers keep on intertwining. And like, like... he
1: ends up on Philbert, and then, yeah, he keeps worming his way into his life. Yeah, <laughs> I assume have... everyone thinks they're best friends.
0: is, <laughs> like... like they have this twenty-five-year party thing where like it's at BoJack's house, but it's very obviously organized by Mr. Peanut Butter. He's the first guest on. Hollywood stars and celebrities. Yeah, um, I think there's a there's a, like another one where yeah. it happens and stuff like that. But I'm just like, are there people out there rooting and going like, wow, these guys are like friend goals, like yeah. 25 years in the industry. Yeah,
1: like- <laughs> yeah, like when you know when fans assume that two celebrities are like super close and then you find out like no nah, i like him but like, we're not like friends kind of thing well,
0: i can just <laughs> imagine like the, the the message boards around like full button going like i mean well obviously the person to cast for the for the the partner is is mr peanut butter i don't know why they went through vance wagner for like well they wanted
1: he he wanted like a a big buzzy name um, and he wanted someone dangerous. He wanted because it's like a bad boy character. No, but like then he's mind. like such hot garbage that they need someone. And I do like Mr. Peanut Butter trying to prove he can be a bad boy. And he keeps like just being nice to everyone by accident. Um, yeah. Oh, a, a bit I did really appreciate was Katrina gets radicalized by talking to Tim Allen for five minutes. <laughs>
0: It's not five minutes. You left me alone
1: for an hour okay. and a half. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because you know Tim Allen at this point is more famous for his controversial right-wing views than uh, Home Improvement et al. Um, but yeah, so like happy, because so Katrina, happy Katrina is like, off that show. <laughs> yeah, um, that like Katrina is so upbeat here, and every time we've met her since, she's like this really hard-edged political campaigner. And, like, you see that this comes from this. Um, Yeah, really good.
0: Okay. Uh, Any
1: more? Um, I did have one more, and I can't remember it now. Oh, I like they kind of get a more comedic version of the all right, all right, all right joke from Dazed and Confused out of Mr. Peanut Butter. But, yeah, I just, you know, I'm a sucker for a gimmick episode, to be honest. it's a good one. Um, And it's... I just think it's really cleverly written, but... um, Yeah, so Bojack's arc with the painkillers, like... (sighs) This is, like, one of the worst things he's ever... Yeah, maybe at the end we need to rank the worst things he ever did. He's also, like, in a situation that wasn't his fault this time. Like, he does get injured and gets hooked on painkillers. Like, you know, he maybe should be more self-aware that he has addictive has an addictive personality, he has a history with narcotics, and maybe he should be supervised with his painkillers more. Um, And, like, Gina is like, how many of those do you take? And he just brushes her off. But, like, you know, he he legitimately needs the painkillers at first, and then they have an effect on him. And he is clearly having a psychotic break, and, like, you know, he needs to tell people things. Um, And then, obviously, you know, he does the super fucked up thing. Um, But, like, yeah, it's just this thing where we keep seeing he does keep making these almost earnest attempts to have relationships and do good work and move forwards and then just <laughs> just always comes crashing down and like Diane really takes offence to this idea that like he improvises something to say about but and he basically says that like, yeah, this is a show about how we all do bad stuff and that's okay and because she works on it, she's like whoa, 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 whoa now? I don't want the work I've done to let, you know, we see this like men that like need to be in therapy who are just like, well, there's plenty of art about fucked up people and how that's like, I guess that's all right. I'll just, I'll just be a tortured fucked up person. No, 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 no. Um, so that's all really interesting. I think. And I don't know if he even really feels that way as much as he's just like trying to think of something to say at the premiere, but she really is set off by that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like to seed the pills throughout the season and like the night with Hollyhock where they're like just trying to score drugs for a whole night and you know, the big incident with Gina and Um Yeah, something is in it, you know, we, we, we talked about the paying off that joke that like the house looks like his house because it's designed after David Boreanas' house, but like none of that is helping with his grip on reality because we see that in um Showstopper. There's a moment where he thinks he's on at home and he's on the set and then the opposite, where he thinks he's on set and he's at home, and, and he's wearing the costume a lot, and they see that quite early. He he does a lot of, like, going straight from filming to something else, so he's, like, used to wearing the costume even though he's not filming, and, yeah, it's, it's powerful stuff, and, like, you kind of feel it coming earlier than it does. Like, I remember getting to Interior Sub and being like, oh, is he about to choke Gina? It's like, oh, no, no, that's later, isn't it? But... Yeah, the, and the way the show is set up where it's, like, Philbert has this dark past and, uh, you know, as you said, Diane writing his life into the show without having the full context. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all like I say, it's a really good long-term story. There's some really excellent individual moments. I'm not discounting, like, him hallucinating the staircase and the musical number with Gina with all the lookalikes, including, like, they have, like, a prop version of the Sugarman House and... Um,
0: yeah, I think it's it's kind of a it's the perfect season for where Bojack is right now, even if qualitatively it's not quite to the heights of like four in particular, which I think is kind of like the peak of the show yeah. in terms of like delving into to the stuff that came beforehand. But like I I think this this three episode arc at the end of the season really well sets up kind of like what the last sixteen episodes are. Yeah. And obviously this again, this is not the last time we are gonna visit this well. It's potentially not the last time we're gonna discuss episodes like the Showstopper, but we'll see um where we get to in the in kind of like season six A and season six B.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and and you know, obviously it's like him finally recognizing he needs to go to rehab is like some of his biggest growth. But there's still so many things that haven't come out, and like when, I think his him grappling with they're gonna give this TV interview, and he wants, he wants to tell the truth, and Gina is like, no, I I fucking hate you, and she she gets our f bomb for the season. Um, what the fuck when when she when he chokes her. She's like, I fucking hate you, and I never want to be near you outside of work again. However, I will not be your victim for the rest of my career. And he wants to do the right thing here, but then, like, you do right by the victim. Like, you know, you you take her lead on on what is to happen. And then he wants Diane to write a takedown on him and tell all the shitty stuff he's done, and she's like, no. Um, And we know there is more to come. Like, they still haven't dropped the reveal that he didn't call the ambulance for Sarah Lynn. It is still not public about what happened with with Penny. And, like, we do get the confirmation here that he does say nothing happened, but he does keep saying yet. Uh, So it's like, this is one way you shouldn't have even been in that situation. It's not about what did or didn't happen. It's that you allowed that to happen. I think maybe that is more the thing with Bojack is that, like, he doesn't have the self-awareness to recognise when he's in trouble and seek people's help and advice and to be like right this is a bad situation I need to remove myself from it like I can't be on a set that looks like my house and I am taking too many painkillers and I should talk to someone like that is almost the thing more than hey rewind time and don't go on a bender with a drug addict (laughs) like um yeah I I think that because it's like you do reach a point where like Bojack has passed a point where it's like This is not a good person and never will be. But it's like, but then what do you do with him? Like, do we want him to go to prison? Do we want him to die? Like, and that's the thing is, I think he just needs to gain that um, that perspective. Yeah,
0: and and And, and I think I think I mean, obviously they, I think they do nail the ending. But that's for kind of like the next the next two episodes to kind of like discuss. But yeah, yeah, Um, do you want to hear? Mm-hmm. Who was nominated, instead of Will Arnett, at the Emmys for Best Character Voice Performance in 2019?
1: I don't want to, but I think I should. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I assume it's going to make me angry.
0: <laughs> in alphabetical order, Hank Azaria for The Simpsons.
1: Uh-huh. Alex,
0: Bor- Alex Borstein for Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Jacobson for Sesame Street.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Seth MacFarlane for Family Guy, mm. who wins.
1: Okay.
0: And Kevin Michael Richardson for F is for Family.
1: Oh boy. Okay. Whatever. I mean, it's
0: basically just like, it's three, three legacy animated shows that are just like, yeah, we can just, Check this off, really. Yeah. And, and obviously, Eric Jacobson is also a kind of like a classic name because he's been voicing like Burt Grover Oscar for like years and years. Oh, and yeah, years. yeah. I'm, but not, like, I'm not
1: mad at Sesame Street.
0: No, but that's the and That's the thing is, but like, I also don't think he's like a perennial favorite at these awards, whereas, like, mm-hmm. Borstein and Seth MacFarlane have both won. Emmys before, and Hank Azaria, like the winners yeah. of this category since 2014 Harry Shearer for The Simpsons, Hank Azaria for The Simpsons Seth MacFarlane for Family Guy, Seth MacFarlane for Family Guy, Alex Boston for Family Guy Seth MacFarlane for Family Guy mm. and then finally we're now in like a two year run of Maya Rudolph for Big Mouth, right. Chadwick Boseman for What If in a posthumous Emmy performance, mm. and then they haven't announced who, who will win for this year, because obviously the Emmys got delayed, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but yeah, like why why do we need to give Seth MacFarlane an Emmy for 2019? They're, they,
1: they're giving Seth MacFarlane it for range and then they're giving it to Boston because she's the better actor of the two of them. <laughs> like like they're going like, "Oh my god, he's Peter and the Dog and the Baby." and quagmire and quagmire and various others right before we get out of here as I mentioned there are only well there are a couple of shorter ones but there are two big tongue twisters do you want to do the really really long one
0: or the quite long one uh give me the harder one
1: okay if you have your
0: phone to hand I have my phone to hand
1: here it comes and then I will do the slightly less insane one but yeah good fucking luck (laughs)
0: Okay. This isn't the one that I thought was going to be the hard one, but I guess, but it is, but it is. Um, So, a brief. God, I'm going to fuck up already. So, a brief recapitulation. This is not a room for repudiation or condemnation over string cheese appropriation accusations. Mediation is an invitation for open conversation, frustration, de escalation, and exchange of information, which, in summation, removes any justification for litigation involving this corporation. Well done
1: uh yeah good job i i agree the hardest parts are saying recapitulation and repudiation in everyday conversation <laughs> like, those are just not words that the average person says a lot uh the other one i wrote down was i deserve to be adored by a man yet here my dreams lie dormant i don't mean to get mordantly morbid but i do get all adorably adorned to get bored manning doors no more
0: um that was the one that i tried to find yeah again, like, there was no quotes of this episode so i'm like <laughs> I think that because, like, there's longer words in the one that I read, but there's so <laughs> many, like, there's so many closer, hard syllables. Yeah, I didn't
1: do that one very well, but like, yeah, no, good job with uh, with that one because it's fucking insane. Right, that is season five. It's another long one, but it was a big one. Uh, I assume our next two will be smaller because uh, eight episodes apiece. As I said, we will be doing them as they released them, so they released season six in two parts. We will go up to episode eight of season six, which is a quick one while he's away, so uh yeah episodes one and through eight next time and then we will finish the season um in episode seven but that is that is for the next couple of times for this time uh yeah it's been fun to talk about i've been matt he's been ben ben thank you very much
0: thank you for having me
1: and as always suck a dick dumb shits bye